that doesn't have COVID. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the uh, world's fittest man going to the gym on a Saturday night. It's Kieran. How you doing, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing really well. And I want you to know, I leg pressed 140 kilos tonight. That's pretty good. I'm very, that's, that's good. That's some good work. I know. I know. Um, I'm, I don't actually ask my PT what I actually do because I found if I actually, if I actually know, if I knew that I was doing 140, I somehow would have psyched myself out that how, how I couldn't do it. Oh yeah. Because oh, I always yeah. think he's three pushing me. Of, like, three sets he's of always, ten? Huh? Three, three sets three of ten? Uh, three, three sets of eight. That's good. Still good. Yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, look at us. We're trying to get fit. See, this is the thing. We're trying to get fit for the wedding. Actually, <laughs> yeah, and now I'm now that. I'm drinking a McDonald's thick shake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did just have a Carl's Jr. thick shake as well. I think we're on the same page today. Forgive we're me, PT. Get- I have sinned. You know what? We're both trying to get fit, not for the just for the wedding, but for the Bucks night as well. Because I feel like it's going to be a long day. And no. here we are. We're we're we're, we're 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 struggling in this lockdown of uh, of terror. I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away, Church. I don't want to give too much yeah. away um, because it's it's a surprise. But I can guarantee you that basically every event we go to, it is catered. That's all. No, that's, I just it makes all this coffee. Coffee is no, what I need. No man will go hungry. Good, good, because you got a bunch of very hungry wogs coming along <laughs> and joining you. Uh, so you you've met the quota there, Kieran. Uh, I know I know you don't have too much to rant about today. I have two. I have a good, a, a decent rant, mm-hmm. and then a story. Uh, that Jess told me that turned into something hilarious, and then we're, I've just got news. That's all I've got. All these news articles, and we could have a bit of a laugh at that. But uh, it was two weeks ago, and we get back from some family thing in the afternoon. Jess goes, "You know what? Instead mm. of making dinner, how about how about we just order a pizza?" I'm like, "Oh, oh. yeah." You know that night, you know that you just go, you know what, I just feel like some carbs. We went yeah. to the gym in the morning, we did the family thing. We thought, you know what, we deserve this. We survived. We're going to order a pizza. And I go, do you want like, you know, just pizza from the regular down the road pizza shop? Or do you want to go something fancy? She goes, you know what, I feel like a wood oven. A wood-fired pizza. Wood-fire oven pizza. Like, mm. Mm. The wood-fired pizza, the good stuff, like the good stuff, right? Sure, done, no worries. So we get we order the pizza and it arrives. Comes to our door, we put it on the table. I have a look and say, yep, this one's yours. This one's mine. I open up the box properly and I'm about to take my first slice. Like, first slice mm-hmm. is always the best one. So yeah. the first sip now this is, this, has the been, this has been Ubered to you. This has been Ubered to me, but the, yeah. you know, the Ubering did the job right. All good. Okay, so the it didn't open up and the pizza. They didn't open it up and take a, a bite out of it. No, no, it was a whole, a one whole pizza. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, good, 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 good. I go in, I try to take a piece and I have a look. I have a look at the pizza. I have a oh, no. more, a closer look at the pizza. Oh no, there's pineapple and on it. How hard is it, do you, <laughs> Kieran? You, you've, you've cut food in half before. <laughs> how hard is it, do you think, to cut something in half 
even by eyesight. Like, how do you, do you reckon you can get it like ninety nine percent of the time? This pizza was when it's very much cut about like it, when it's it a circular cut. shape. Let me tell you something, church. When it's a circular shape, the first it doesn't matter eyesight wise. It doesn't matter how the first cut. The first cut's fine because whatever you do, it's going to be in half, right? But idiots then go. Well, you I'm say going that? No, 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 no. No, you say that because yes, you're still going to cut it in the middle of the pizza. If you cut it in half, and then yeah. you cut it in half, is it this is like you know round like this, and you cut yeah. it here it makes sense. Yeah. But if you cut it here, <laughs> that's, oh, that's not that's really that's in half. That's that's more of sixty, eighty uh, percent of the pizza, or seventy percent of the pizza on one side, and thirty percent of the pizza on the other. It's not really half. And then you try and cut the rest of the pizza. So on one <laughs> side you've got these little shitty triangles like this, and the other side you've got triangles. Uh, it's not even. And I think to myself, oh look, they've obviously fucked up my pizza. Like, look, anyone, everyone can have a bad, a bad one. You're going to have, mm-hmm. in the hundred, you're going to have one bad one. Easy. Yeah. So we yeah. open up Jess's pizza and <laughs> it is cut exactly the same. <laughs> Terribleness. <laughs> and I'm like, how, okay, how does it cut? You know, and this is from, look, this is from a local shop. It's supporting local businesses, right? Local shop, local Italian sort of place. How can, I understand, like, they're going to make more mistakes and probably the big chains that probably have, like, an exacto pizza cutting machine or something like that. But if this place here specifically makes wood fire pizza, you're, you're like, yes, I'm going to make wood fire pizza. I'm going to buy a big wood fire oven. I'm going to do takeaway orders and have pizza there. So the pizza guy, you would think, even on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, on a Saturday night, you'd think would be the A-game chef. Yeah. And yeah. he should be able to cut a pizza evenly. Like, if I was to share this pizza, someone would feel very <laughs> shortchanged. <laughs> I tell you what, if you're sharing that with me and I have the humongous piece, I'd be like, oh, I didn't cut it. You know, this is just this is one piece. What are we all That's getting? Right. Two pieces? That's right. but, yeah. But on the other side, someone would be going, well, I had a piece, but you know, that wasn't really. That, that doesn't really, really count. A piece. That was. <laughs> I'm gonna have 18 of these slices here. On the other side, you get a piece of size of your fucking head. So how much? I, would, I don't understand. How much would you pay less for them not to cut up your pizza? You cut up your pizza yourself. Oh, uh, I'd say a dollar off. You know, we don't. You, you get to pizza. cut it. Yeah, I would cut my own pizza. For yeah. Sure. And, and then you get the slices that you want. That's right. That's right. I actually don't get. I saw this on. Been watching more and more cooking videos on YouTube. But one thing I've noticed on. One thing I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Kay's cooking is hilarious. Kay's cooking is the greatest uh, YouTube channel to have ever been created. The greatest cooking channel ever. But, My housemate cannot watch Kay's cooking. <laughs> I know. Like, I can do. I can. I do a marathon gags every time. I can watch a marathon of it and just enjoy it <laughs> the whole way through. I like and the fact son. that she... son at the end. She, Yum. Oh, it's good. Thumbs up. <laughs> I can't believe that... Uh, like she's, been, she's been cooking for a long time. She's got a cooking show on YouTube and all that sort of stuff. 
and she still can't cut things properly or she doesn't try to improve all sk- her skills whatsoever. Yeah, but that's it's the an beauty amazing of thing. Yeah. I know, I know. But she's been cooking for so long and people really try to help her. And that's that's mm. the important important aspect of it. Now, going on from that, I've got a great story and you're gonna love this story. Excellent. Uh we're, we're, I, I, I know we're not going to talk about COVID, but we're back in lockdown in Melbourne. So Jess goes, you know what? I'm going to go to the shops and I'm going to pick up some just some extra dinners and some more fruit you know, just to keep us all healthy. Perfect. I'm working. You go. She comes back. Help her take things out of the grocery, uh, to the, out, of, out of the bags and all that sort of stuff. Help her unload. She goes, oh, I've got to tell you this story. I've got to tell you this story. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, so, so let me get this straight. You don't go and help Jess. You no, I was home. working. Oh, I was working. working. Okay. I was working. Yeah. She came home. I took the, yeah. the shopping bags out of the boot. So the she's gone bag. in the middle of the day, which is generally peak retiree age. And Correct. mums who have kids at school age. Yes. And you're yeah, going to okay. hear this story because there's definitely a retiree <laughs> involved in, in this story. So Jess goes to the supermarket and... She's like, there may know, be less people in the supermarket when the retirees yeah. shop, but it takes a hell of a lot longer for me as a regular customer to get around. It's true. It's true. Mm. So Jess is in there. She, like I said, she's doing the grocery shop. She's helping out. She's doing all the stuff. You know, and she goes to get the fruit and veg. Perfect. You know, um, and she goes, oh, she wanted grapes. You know? Now, yep. she goes there now and the- there's only two bags of grapes left. Like of the yeah. white grapes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The green or the red? The green. And she's going the green, Yeah. but there's only two bags left. And then an old lady picks up one bag and Jess picks up the other. She goes, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Put them straight in the bag. And the old lady goes to Jess, oh, this is this is terrible. There's not enough fruit. And Jess is like, oh, they've probably got some out the back or something like that. You know, they probably just haven't put it out. But mm. I've got the ones I want. It doesn't really matter. And then the old lady goes to her, hey, Look at this. And Jess is like, what? And the old lady points to the bag and on it it says, product of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And she goes, can you believe it? <laughs> Why can't we eat Australian grapes? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and Jess is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And apparently the whole drive home, Jess has just gone, because they're not in season in Australia. Season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Fruit is seasonal. And if we can't get it now, we import it from where it is ready yeah. to be eaten. Anyway, so Jess tells me this whole story. She got really angry, like, you know, really frustrated, this stupid old woman. That's fine. And she goes, and then this is the best thing ever. Uh, Jess is just thinking in her head and she's telling me this story. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, what do you want me to do, old lady? What do you want me to do? You know, what do I look like to you, a fruit maker? And I'm like, hold a minute. (laughs) Hold a minute. What did you say? She goes, I'm not a fruit maker. Yeah, Jess. (laughs) One more time. A a fruit maker. I'm like, Jess, do you you happen to meet a farmer? And she goes, I don't know what they they call like the, the farmers. Just they're the ones the that do the farming, the the one that the grow things. Yep, the grow yeah, the fruit. You know. 
the, the harvest, the, you of know, fruit. The, the 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 fruit maker. <laughs> <laughs> so old oh. people not enjoying fruit from various other countries uh, led to Jess one hundred percent making the 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 worst um, mix up of words as she's made in a long time. But I had a that good is, laugh at her, and, and now we're is, just calling it the fruit maker. That is hilarious. The good old, the good old maker of the fruit. Mm. Uh, well done, well done, Jess. That uh, was good times. I, look, I just have to say, I hate shopping centres. Yeah, they, they're pretty bad. They, they, you know, just people get in my way. I know what I want when I go into a, sh- mm. a shopping centre, into the, especially into the fruit makers selection. I know what I want and I hate the people that I'm just like you have you have to have been in a supermarket for you know 60 years of your life and you still don't know what freaking how many bananas you need or how many apples you need or what kind of apples you like it's it's pretty weird, like the the fruit makers and the vegetable um the vegetable you know what's it called the vegetable uh, uh, crafters, crafters the vegetable right, crafters yeah. like they they put all this fruit 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 and veg out for us. If you don't know what you like, but even by the age of twenty, like age eighteen, or age of twenty or twenty five, like you should know. Like oh, well, you know, I'm not really big on to, I don't know, zucchini. That's fair, uh-huh. yeah. but I really like capsicum, and I'm gonna make a dish. I'm going to use capsicum because that's what I like to eat. It's a pretty easy process. You know, oh, I, I don't like this cut of meat, but I quite like this one. That's the one I'm going to buy. You know, yeah. even if you're on a budget, you can go, well, look, this, the chicken breast is on special this week. I like chicken breast. It's on special. That's what I'm going to get. I don't think it's a very hard process. Oh, Especially people... if you go, oh, I've made this dish before. I know what's in the dish. I'm just going to buy exactly those ingredients, and it should be. They, okay. they just have to get out of my way. I just, <laughs> I just can't. And the aisles are never, are never, you know. Look, the mother with the kids, I, I enjoy because they're generally yelling at their kids in the shopping center. It's pretty funny, and it is hilarious. And I'm just like, just, this is a very hilarious situation. I just can't believe how much of a supermarket is taken up by. Uh, the human dog food of food, the cereal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, like cereal for me is human dog food. Like it's the kibble <laughs> of, of, you know, and yeah, it may come in different flavors and this and that, but it is all exactly the same. You know, like, did what, you know? Sugar. Yeah. Well, even cornflakes, right? Cornflakes was invented like in the 1800s. Right? Oh. And it was created by this guy who ran a psych like a psychiatry like to call like a, a thing for crazy people like a crazy house uh-huh. and it was to feed <laughs> do you mean an institution <laughs> no it was a crazy house back then maybe it was formed into an institution but he ch- he basically made uh cornflakes or you know to help people who were chronic masturbators stop masturbating wow that's a real thing I don't know if anyone knows that. Maybe just something like, but it was made. Yeah, he made it to make people stop eating, the, to stop their sexual urges occurring. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Where did you get that from? 
I watched it on a video by a guy named Ordinary Things. Is this British bloke? And he just explains yeah. ordinary things. One he one on cereal, and he's like, "Oh, this, you know." But I've known that for a while. But it, it's just a great video. You should check it see, out. See, corn, yeah. corn. I know is corn and is popcorn. How does it get to the flake part? I don't know. I must admit, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I like corn. Like I said, in the popcorn form. And uh, I like it uh, boiled and put yeah. into my tacos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, mm. popcorn is a bit interesting because when do you really eat popcorn? Popcorn's only one of those things you eat with the movies. Oh, you come over to my place. I make big bowls of popcorn for when we're drinking. Uh, yeah, you have, I guess. Remember, we, I guess. you played Dungeons and Dragons and I made a big bowl of popcorn. That was <laughs> gone in like a fucking two seconds. I don't think your brother ever wants me or you playing Dungeons and Dragons ever again with him. He was up. He, he's um he's up for running as a second round just to see if we get any less silly. But I said probably, probably, I'm probably going to get drunker, and I can't be seated next to Turch. No, well we sat across from each other. And we still we were still chaos. we were still we were the if we were in the same year level together. Imagine us. Church, can you imagine if we knew each other since prep? Could you imagine the mischief that we would have gone oh, we, up to? We, we would, we would probably be very poor. <laughs> prep, grade one, grade two. They would have us in separate class and we would somehow figure out how to get like a string mm. from one Dig class to underneath. the other. Yeah, and then we'd have like the cup thing and we would have our... Uh, <laughs> we, we would have figured it out. Oh, we, I think we would have. I think we would have. Oh... We would have been the biggest little shits if we were if we were in the same year level together. That that poor well, fucking teacher. Still, if we it, well, we still annoy. And your poor brother had to deal with us as grown ups, which I is know, probably even worse. And we were drinking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking definitely. Ah, oh, far yeah. out. Which like, was Kieran, even wanna... worse. That's oh, true. That's true. Yeah. Kieran, do you want to do some news? Let's get some whip around. I got a whole All bunch right. of stuff we can have a look at. I've got some news for you, Mr. Turch. Oh, shit. Uh, we're a bit a bit sketchy here because, you know, we didn't do a show last week. We didn't do a show last week because I was very busy trying to organise my life with this stupid, stupid lockdown here. But uh, you know how it is. Let's have a look. I'm going share, to share my screen so you can... Uh, oh, hang on. I've got my article up. Sorry. Um, oh, sorry. You can... Yeah. A gutter ball, Michigan man finds 160 bowling balls under home. 150. Now, 160. 160 bowling balls. Excuse me, 160. Now, is that, that's, I mean, if I found 160 bowling balls, I would automatically be thinking Homer Simpson and some kind of bootleg. I was going to say the Homer Simpson <laughs> thing, trying to get the bootleg alcohol. Did you also find bathtubs? I want to hear like the bathtubs and the... Uh, 48 the bathtubs. A Michigan man made a striking discovery under his house when he went to demolish his back stairs about 160 bowling balls. He said he found <laughs> one ball buried in the sand behind cinder blocks this month and continued finding more over the following days. He was actually a little bit happy because it's a little easier to roll bowling balls out of the way than to move sand and figure out where to put all that. Uh, he believes there's even more buried under his home. <laughs> Do you think... Like, look, I've found some weird stuff when 
my my nonna passed away and we cleaned out underneath my nonna's house. Yeah. But he was a wog. And we found uh old, very old uh I'll say newspapers. Uh no no uh aged wine mm-hmm. that he made back in the day. Okay. I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before. But I, uh, I was about eight. Oh, okay. So I was about 18 or 19 and my, co- my you've known my cousin Damien. He was yeah, about 19, yeah, yeah. 20. And uh, cleaning out non Nor's house, get under there and they pull out these bottles. And non Nor's like, oh, this was, I must have made this wine like 30 years ago. Because he hasn't made wine since I've been born, right? Over 30 years ago. So it's like a 30 year old bottle of wine. Oh, uh, oh you boys must try it. We're like, well, you know, what else are we going to do? So he, so he pulls out this bottle. And I've it been in like your family piss. situation. You cannot turn alcohol down. You can't turn alcohol down. <laughs> so it looks like a bottle of piss. It completely uh-huh. looks like a bottle of piss that's been sealed. So it's up. yellow. Like, okay. Is it it's yellow? yellow. I'm like, okay. Yellow, Warning okay. sign number one, right? So <laughs> thought, you know what? No, no. Like, why? Nonna wouldn't give us piss. Huh? So he cracks it open and you can just smell it straight away yeah. and it doesn't really it smell, smell like, like it doesn't really smell like piss but it also doesn't smell like wine okay okay so we're a little bit worried but you know what no so no no pauses basically a shot each and we're like ah we'll just put it down the hatch and me and damien down the hatch this this drink goes and we're like oh definitely tasted like methylated spirits uh-huh. okay <laughs> <laughs> so about half an hour later me and me and Damien were having a chat we're in the living room and Damien I'm pretty sure either one of us goes to each other hey mate is the room spinning for you and we're like I'm like yeah absolutely the room is definitely spinning I'm pretty sure we both drank methylated spirits and he had it in his old bottle <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. and it had gone bad and he claimed it was his wine so if that was his wine I'm very glad the family does not make it anymore because that was poison <laughs> Well, the fact that it wasn't like red or white, uh, it's probably a warning sign. It sounds like I look when I was in Vietnam. Um, have you had rice wine? Uh a very long time ago, I tried some, but it's it's stronger. It tastes it, tangier. It, it ta- yeah, but it was also like blue. It's oh, like a really? Bluey color. You can get clear one, but the one that I was drinking was was blue. Fuck me, that was potent. That was, <laughs> and still is, really, really fucking potent. Um, and of course, me being in Vietnam, I didn't realize how alcoholic it was, and kept doing shots. And then you know, uh, one thing leads well, to another. It sounds like we're gonna have to have a night on the. We're gonna to have to have a night on the um, on the blue rice wine. The rice wine, yeah. Well, I have to get, I'll have to go there to Vietnam first and bring some more rice wine back with the spoons. With the spoons, <laughs> see. Finally, you can use COVID as your cover for the <laughs> lack of spoons. All these years later, <laughs> right, Kira, I'm gonna share. Like I said share my screen. We'll have a look at some of these these fantastic uh, news articles that I have ready to rock and roll. You're uh you get excited because we have we have a lot oh. of uh, craziness. Well, I'm excited. 
Oh, what a crazy this going on. I hope you can tell through my voice. I I am excited. I am very, very excited. This is the best part of the podcast, people. Filling in dead air. (laughs) 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 All right, can you see the screen? Oh, I can see the screen, and I think I already know. There we go. To. Bigfoot <laughs> carrying a cub across the river was captured in Michigan. This is very recent, Kieran. This is this is only a couple of days ago. In early July 2021, a resident of Michigan, USA, named Eddie W, sent an unusual photo and video to the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization (RMSO) Bigfoot Research Organization. The picture showed. A certain two-legged creature covered in with brownish, reddish fur, which crosses a river, holding something similar to the uh, to the same creature, only of a smaller size, probably its cub. And the photo is below, and you can sort of see the photo there. Have a look at it, Kieran. That's that's a, like that's the small picture of it there, but that's it sort of zoomed up. What I've got to admit, that just what looks like reckon? that's a that could be a guy in speedos. I, I, when I looked at it, I thought to myself, that is a man in Speedos walking across. I don't even see the cub anywhere. It just sort of looks like he's like just, just walking along. Uh, but do you and want us to watch fa- the video? While yeah, let's watch the video. Here's the video. Here we go. Uh, there you go. That's it. It slowed by 50%. But this is what the video was. Why does everyone, and I've said this before, why does everyone that captures videos of um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot and aliens... <laughs> have no quality cameras like even my phone camera would have taken better video yeah even today this even yeah well this is recent this is like a couple of days ago this happened so it wasn't like he had no like he would have had some sort of regular camera i'm not quite sure what's what's going on here it just looks uh, like but it just looks like this person has had a really bad tan you know the Trump yeah, orange. It does. <laughs> he's very orange. It's not even like. See, look at this. Bi- like, I would just say that's his bicep there, right? Yeah, yeah. That looks just looks like a, like an arm that's flexing. It doesn't that's even look arm. like it and has hair. Looks, and you're and you're right. Like it looks like it's got like a, a. It looks like he is carrying something. Kinda. But he could just be really I, fat. I don't know, in, in the video. In the video, you can't really like that's the video. Like that—that's just a fucking person. Here we go. Oh no, it's gonna. Four point seven second clip. That's all it was. After all that. So anyway, so Bigfoot might be real now, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is my next Bigfoot article. Bigfoot can be uh, whoever you on, want. Uh, that Bigfoot. So look at this one here. Uh, you you should help me out with the with this. Uh, Why the title is bestiality so disgusting? Yeah. From a utilitarian point of view, zephilia is no more immoral than eating animals. Are you ready... To see uh, the worst arguments wow. you've ever wow. read in your life, <laughs> and this this writer is a science uh, editor. That's right. Are you ready for this? Uh, okay. One of the most memorable recent online dramas was 
the I want to have sex with a horse incident. Don't worry, no one had sex with a horse, at least as far as I know. But a woman did describe a fairly graphic in fairly graphic terms about a fantasy of what she'd like to do in the company of a horse. A willing horse, she says crucially. Anyway, the usually, uh, usual boring uh, straight-laced prudes on Twitter got in her case about it. So the straight-laced prudes are against her having sex with a horse. Let's just put that... That's what she. He, this person's talking about in this article. And the poor woman became the day's Twitter sacrificial lamb will fall. Yep, that bestiality tweet was a mistake she tweeted later on that day. Sadly, having deleted the original, I'll never talk about it again. It was interesting because one of the points that she made... Uh, one of the points she made, a pretty unanswerable point. Unless you're vegetarian, you haven't really got a leg to stand on. Here, the fact is, she said, you're being inconsistent that if you're fine with eating and ki- killing and eating non-human animals while opposing sex with non-human animals, they didn't consider uh, consent to being killed yet and eaten, yet you're perfectly fine with it. So that's her argument, that... You're happy eating, wow. killing and eating an animal. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but you're not happy with it, uh, um, you know, you're not happy fucking it. Uh, Jonathan Haidt, in his book The Righteous Mind, talks about a phenomenon called the moral dumbfound- dumbfounding. That is, when something is disgusting and you want to say it's immoral, but you can't think of the reason why it's immoral. So you just end up simply saying, it just is. One example he gives is a man going to the shops and buying an oven-ready chicken. That evening, before cooking it, he has sex with it. Then he cooks it and eats it. Is it immoral? Apologies if you're having chicken for dinner, by the way. <laughs> most of us want to say, yes, it is immoral. But most of us, especially who those in the West, on the liberal left side of politics, think of morality in terms of whether someone is harmed, oppressed, or cheated. And when you're making love to a dead chicken and then eating it, who is harmed? The chicken? You feel as far as the chicken's concerned, the worst has already happened. The man eats the chicken himself, so it's not inflicting violate, uh, of inflicting violated chicken on anyone. And it's properly cooked, no risk of disease. Who is the victim here? I wish people... So uh, uh, this is the rest of the article. We the can man's go on penis. about it. But I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm pretty sure that... The person who who thinks about this, like I think the people that do this sort of work and think about these moral conundrums and it's not at the pub having <laughs> beers with people probably should die. <laughs> and I feel no moral... <laughs> and, you know, they're talking about morality here. I feel no moral consequences of these people dying um, and then getting raped by an animal. See what I mean? Like, th- these arguments are really, act- you know, they're talking about morality, right? And <laughs> with, All right, I can tell you what you happens. Know, if, I, an I animal don't came, understand. If, if an animal came and raped a human, that animal would be put down. Mm. But what if an animal had consensual sex with a human? And the human wanted it, and the animal obviously wanted it. Well, how does an animal give consent? I'll tell you what. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> so that's the you know, but that's their argument for oh, it didn't consent to die. Well, it's like oh well, yeah, but you know, who cares? <laughs> um, it just, it's just we're on top of the food chain for a reason. Yeah. 
Now this, I think this is the worst bit of it. Uh, disgusting is a moral emotion. Uh, look at this. I can feel my wife's moral disapproval when I put mayonnaise on pizza. Now, I don't think that's the same fucking thing. <laughs> now, uh, no, I think it is. I think it is. I think putting mayonnaise on pizza is worse uh-huh. than fu- having sex with an animal. Or what about the dead chicken? Or the chicken you're eating? Well, yeah, as long as you're not feeding it to me. <laughs> fuck, fuck whatever you want. You know, guys fuck plastic sex dolls and think it's their wives. That's fine. But you know what? If you're putting mayonnaise on pizza, which this man has freely admitted he does, and uh-huh. his wife is morally disapproving, it's not a moral action that your wife's feeling. That is just the sign of a person that's regretted her decision to marry you. Yeah, yeah. So, Turch, don't put yes. mayonnaise on your pizza. No, absolutely not. It's it's uh, morally morally wrong <laughs> from a, an Italian standpoint. That's actually cultural appropriation. It's white people <laughs> taking a good food that is pizza. Per- it's perfect the way it was. With the cheese, the sauce, the base, and maybe some nice prosciutto, a nice salami, and yeah. then going, you know how we're going to make this better? We're going to put it with the spiciest food that we have, us white people. Fucking mayonnaise. And that's wrong. Across the board. Just like the pineapple. Your, I, I would still say... Uh, what's your view on the pineapple situation? Oh, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Pizza is not a sweet activity. It's a savory activity. Uh-huh. That's a, my you know, basic okay. argument. Turch, I learnt the other day, and, and I feel like I'm an honorary Italian now within your family. Uh-huh. Uh, you can probably educate me here. But in Italy, when you, go, when you go out after dinner, there's a, there's a drink that symbolises that work is now finished for the day. And it's got a certain level of potence of alcohol. I can't remember what the drink's called. And then you go out and then you eat... And then you actually, then you go out and then you actually go out and have dinner and and you eat and you drink. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you then go out for supper. Yeah. And you eat and you drink. And so then you go like out an for aperit- dessert. There's like a pe- an yeah. aperitif. That's an aperitif. Yeah, there's yes. like an aperitif, which opens up the appetite. Aperitif, like yeah. Yeah, that could be in a, and you've had one before, my parents, like in Averna or something like that. Just to sort of, just to get you, you the, the ooh, you know, the stomach opening yeah. up, you're a bit looser for dinner. Then you drink the wine while you eat the dinner. Very easy. And then at the end of the dinner, when you have your coffee, you can put the chenterbe in there, which you had as well. And at the end of the night, you do the nice sweet ones. But not too sweet. That's where you get the limoncello. Beautiful. A little bit of, little bit of bitter, uh, you know, sourness from the, um, yeah, yeah. On the lemon, but the sweetness from the sugar. And then you can just choose whatever you want and get fuck-faced. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's very I, easy I feel process. like I should be honorary Italian. That is just a they just have it down pat. Be honorary Italian by the any day of the week. Uh, tell your mum that she's adopting me. I mean, apart from the economy I'm, being in the fucking hole, I'm in the wheel. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Ah. Ah. Church, you got some more news? I do in a moment, but we're about to go suit shopping in the next yes. couple of weeks. Are you ready to go shopping yes, with yes. me? If there is no couch oh, uh, at this Dude, suit I've shop. made it so easy. <laughs> dude, I've made it the easiest thing ever. You rock up. I've uh-huh. They already know what you're trying on. 
Uh-huh. You tell them what size they get it for you, and you go try it on. Oh, brilliant! There's no suit shopping. It's I walk, you walk in, and you go, "What size uh-huh. are you, sir?" And you tell them, and then they measure you, and you go, "Actually, sir, you're not." They get you the right size. You try it on to make sure it's okay. Yeah. And then we get the fuck out of there. I already know and what we're suits done? we're getting. I already we've oh. already put down the deposit. We're all good to go. Oh, this is brilliant. Why do I feel like the this girls a, are having a worse time? This is a strip. <laughs> Us guys are like, what am I wearing? This, is a this. great. That's a very, that's a very, that's a very good process. So we could literally do this two days oh, before look, the wedding. I'll send you some photos of what you what you're wearing. I don't even know what I'm wearing. I don't even need well, to know no, what no, I'm wearing. I want to get them taken up. Ah, no, I know. I, I'm just. I want to get them ta- tailored to you. Yeah. I yeah. want you to look. I want you to look good. I want you to feel good, and then cover it all with a beautiful bib that my mum is making. <laughs> is she, has she made the bib? I better go with the suit. I'm not wearing the bib. If it's it doesn't coming go with along, the suit. and it's beautiful. I get up. <laughs> I got. Oh it, no no no! It goes with the suit, buddy. It goes. With, it's gonna have your name on it. As long as it says doctor, I'm happy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, oh. We're gonna make sure that everyone knows that you are the most learned man in the room, but you're also oh. the guy, the only person with a bib. Um, I will also accept being wrapped in up in plastic like Italians do with furniture. You know what? Have you ever, you've been to my family's home. No plastic on yeah. the furniture, baby. Plastic we live, we live as large. far as the eye can see. <laughs> as oh, far as the eye can see. Not, we used to, do you know what, do you know what Bob Bonietti's are? Oh, uh, they're something to do with a wedding and, uh, something. Yeah. So at the end of the wedding, it's like yeah. a little f- gift little fave party favor that you give to your guests yeah and usually the italians buy like little statues or spoons or something like that and then um they attach uh sugared almonds have you ever had mm-hmm. sugared almonds before I've, i have had sugar yeah, they usually yes. attach those yeah yeah good um but my nonna on my on my dad's side so they've all been cleaned out now i should have saved them for you used to collect the little figurines and the sugared almonds uh-huh. all the weddings that she'd been to and I didn't realize that until we were again we were cleaning out the house and dad's like oh they, all these figurines like were from weddings that none had been to and there was about 50 <laughs> figurines oh wow with sugar almonds attached so they're still still there and they never go off because they're like covered in sugar and they're just like hard boiled lollies they just never go off yeah. wow so they're amazing but we're not doing oh, that ne- <laughs> that never happened in my house i'm like this sugar almond would have been eaten on the way out <laughs> but you know what we used to do that we used to do this as a kid we used to get the sugar almonds and eat the sugar off and then spit out the almond because <laughs> the almond would like taste old you know like uh, and nowadays i'm it's all like, about the almond so it's like toffee apple you know you just eat the toffee and then throw away yeah. the apple why would yeah. you eat the apple when you've had the toffee? That makes no sense. I can eat an apple. I can eat an apple any day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> can't have toffee every day of the week. No, oh. to- that is a great invention, toffee apple. I've never. I I can't think of the last time I, I had one. Can't think of the last time I had one. Anyway, oh, Kieran, do you want to hear some good news? 
Yeah. Australia is getting 1,000, or should be here by now, 1, 000, 1 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Oh. One million. Did you hear about that? Very For a population exciting. of 25 million. Uh, 25, I know. We're, we're right on top of it. Oh. <laughs> we're right on top of, um, you know, very exciting news. We're all very excited, right? Mm-hmm. But here we go. Get ready for this one. Very exciting news. Women are claiming an increase in breast size from the Pfizer vaccine. How? Why aren't we rolling this out quicker? <laughs> this needs this to happen. This is the information our government quickly. needs to get it out faster. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Women are claiming an increase in their breast size after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. Could this be a new side effect to the vaccine? Is breast enlargement a new effect after getting the Pfizer vaccine? What uh, this has done to women of in Norway have explained through the social uh, networks that the Pfizer vaccine has increased the bra size. It all started with a video on social media platform TikTok of a 17-year-old girl who said that after receiving the Pfizer vaccine, she experienced a change in her body. I went up a full bra size and that's been a bit of a crisis in some way. Uh, there you go. So, very exciting. Well, we Tish, need to I, I am getting my... As quickly as possible. I'm getting my Pfizer vaccine tomorrow, so I'll, I'll tell you if my penis enlarges. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine, <laughs> just, you know, all they're doing is trying to get as big a tits and bigger dicks. Like, that would be... <laughs> Finally, like roll it out. Um, why is the Australian government slowing this down? People think you they're know? putting microchips. It, that's in all you had like... to do. That's all you had to do. Yeah, yeah, no, no. perfect. All you had, to, all you had to do across the board was just go, guys. There's a one in one million chance that you could get a big, bigger dick, <laughs> or and every guy would be like, I'm, I'm taking it. Like you know. You know, it's 7 billion people in the world. 7 million of us are going to get bigger dicks. Perfect. I would you know, love I'll to take see my this chances. Give me two. Give me two. I would love to see I'll see take it every year. Oh, that would be the best marketing campaign. The best. Uh, why aren't that? Why haven't we done it? You know? Done what? Oh, want some more news? I got some more news. Uh, I got so much uh, news. Shut up for a second. Okay. I got some news here, Turch. Uh, okay. This is actually this is actually quite sad. Um, you know, violin music, sad music. Play now. A truck carrying twenty thousand pounds of ramen noodles crashes. It's very sad. Uh, who doesn't love a good bowl of noodles? Oh. One of the easiest and cheapest meals on the planet. Microwave noodles are the king of college snacks but on this fateful day one truck driver crashed into a lake while carrying twenty thousand pounds of ramen noodles the lake was soaked up <laughs> immediately <laughs> i'm just thinking how many you know those videos that you sometimes see on on um on facebook and it's those guys that fix things with ramen noodles have you seen those yeah. videos no. i'm just thinking how many of those videos will no longer be around <laughs> how sad that they won't be able to fix their toilet or banister or desk or whatever it is with ramen noodles anymore oh it's a shame no more of those videos 
the guy that just uh, oh. the guy that created ramen noodles died this year. I think it was passed away not too long ago. Did he? Yeah. What's your What's your preference? Do you do, are you a migoring man? Have you Have you moved into the migoring category, or are you still a I, two minute magic noodles man? Ah, uh, see, I grew up and I only knew about two minute magic noodles, and then and then I was and then I moved out of home at the age of twenty five. And I discovered the Migorang. Yeah. And so I became a Migorang convert. What's your favourite? And you made a whole cooking show about it. And then I, I have a I have a cooking show for select viewers only. <laughs> <laughs> episode three is the worst episode. Like it's, it's called, episode it's two. Called it's it's like the ter- your show Migurang. is like the Terminator trip. Like, yeah, your your show is like Terminator. Terminator one, not bad. Same as the first episode. Second episode, brilliant. Probably better than the, definitely better than the first. Same as Terminator two, way better yeah. than the first one. And then uh-huh. episode number three comes along, the one where you guys go to that party and you don't actually make any food. <laughs> it's like Terminator show. three, and you're like, we did it. We've got you a show that goes that. like 20, 25 minutes and it's our, our <laughs> night at the, basically it's our night at this party and we didn't even know the people at this house party. <laughs> We've just turned up and we're just at a house party. Uh, we loosely my knew, fa- sorry, we we loosely knew one person. My favourite part party. of all your show, your favourite part of all the shows was, I think it was the second episode and you mix something in with the noodles and you just go, we are geniuses. <laughs> oh, we are, hang on. We are cooking geniuses. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I can watch that again and again and again. Oh, it's such a classic yeah, for, for selective viewing. Um, it's definitely for a select viewing. I feel like it could oh, be hate- a very a very popular show on YouTube. I think you could. I I think you should release it and see what it uh, see what it does. Release <laughs> on a few subreddits and stuff like that. I've got some more news for you. You know Ringo yeah. Starr, the drummer for the Beatles, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Ringo yeah. Starr has dropped a case against a sex toy manufacturer. Oh, okay. Here we go. Beatles legend Ringo Starr has dropped a legal case against the makers of a male sex toy. The iconic sticks man has challenged the Pacific Coast Holdings and Momentum Management for tr- uh, trademarking their love aid call- <laughs> called Ringo's. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing that it was too similar to his monkey uh, Monica and Mike confused people. Ringo is part of the Screaming O range, which also includes the Swingo, the Big O, and the Primo, which has sold a million um, of millions around the world. The loot, uh, suit was launched in 2019. Legal team saying consumers will likely believe that the uh, that Ringo Starr's newest venture is sex toys, and he associated with the uh, the and Ringo Starr obviously does not want to be connected to these sex toys. However, they argued that the connection with the device would harm his name, likeness, and brand, but they have now settled the case. Uh, yeah, so they had there was a sex toy, Ringo, and they're like, eh, should probably not use that name. And obviously that's all been settled now. So if I see you go to your house when all this is over and I see a Ringo, I know that you're having a good time. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. That's uh, uh, pretty good. Um, uh, good on him in the lawsuit. Who's your favorite Beatle? Who's your favorite Beatle? 
Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, all of them. Who's your favorite? I know Beatle? them. I know them collectively them. as the Beatles. I don't know them individually. Is Paul McCartney one? You know the. Huh? Yeah. Okay, that's the only one Wait. I know. <laughs> Oh, there's Ringo Starr, uh-huh. John Lennon, yeah. and my favourite one's George Harrison. Okay, well, they'll, I, I like George Harrison too, then. Uh, you have a wonderful judgment, Turch. Perfect. I have no the reason correct to... correct answer. I have no reason to doubt your judgment on the Beatles. I mean, you could have made that last one up and made me look like a it's... fool. No, 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 George Harrison's real. Okay. It's like Harrison Ford. It's a league guitar player. Yeah. Wrote, wrote the best Beatles songs. You got favorite song is yesterday. Favorite song is yesterday. Yesterday. That was by Paul McCartney and John. Oh, was it? Oh, and Paul McCartney. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, what's another Beatles song? Strawberry Fields. So you don't know. <laughs> uh, also, uh, by I Paul do. Len- John Lennon, Paul McCartney. Uh, pilot crashes plane four times in nine days. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a new Are story after me this. That this, this guy headline. can crash a. P- c- c- uh, 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 this guy crashes yeah. a plane four times in nine days. Still lives, can still fly planes, and one Muslim guy can fly a plane into the World Trade Center and knock it down. See, I don't, I don't believe either story. <laughs> All right, uh, guy's name is Dennis Collier. Uh, July fourth, twenty twenty one. Aircraft inverted when gear failed to retract during emergency landing on Lake Michigan. All right. And next one, July 2nd, 2021, aircraft landed hard and veered off runway. Uh, June 27th, aircraft veered off runway due to electrical issue and lost use of landing lights. Uh, And the last one, aircraft landed gear up at Brackett Field Airport. So he's not having a very good time. It sounds like this guy needs a better... <laughs> needs a better engineer, a better maintenance person for his aircraft. More than It doesn't sound like... Obviously, he can fly a plane because he's still alive and he's had three, four crash landings in a row. It sounds like he just needs a, either a better plane or a better engineer. I thought pilots had to check the aircraft before they flew them. I assume so. I, I'm thought, assuming no, the pilot doesn't probably doesn't check the Qantas plane that he's going to fly around like he would have a whole crew yeah. for that. But yeah. I guess if like a, a solo flight type of plane, like yeah. you know one or two man sort of operation, I would assume they would probably be checking something. But either way, <laughs> you probably you probably need to check these things before <laughs> before you fly. Uh, well, good on him. Uh, four crashes, four crashes, nine days, no deaths. Some would say good. that is an impressive. He's done record. well. Yeah, he's done these. Uh, he's done pretty well. Most uh, people have crashes and, and die. Yeah, yes. It's true. It's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. I have it. This one, Kieran, and should be sharing the screen now with you. London Borough apologizes for having an actor in bare-bottomed monkey costume with mock genitalia encourage kids to read more books. <laughs> so, well, this, this is immoral. This is the picture. 
<laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like this man should not be reading or t- being anywhere near. Oh, well, that is definitely that is definitely a fake dong. <laughs> and oh, there's, there you go. There's boobs as well. There's boobs. Uh, can you imagine? Like, is you it taking a dildo? To the the library. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's there and he's promoting to read books. I think this man should also read a book instead of doing this. This, this, We're talking about morality before, but this is just ridiculous. Would you like to describe this for our audience listening? (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This would, this would, I'm always skeptical of when I see Santa Clauses right at the mall or anyone (laughs) dressed up as like a Disney character. This guy yeah. is dressed up as something that I and and you know what if it was a Disney character or something that's well known, maybe maybe could get away with it. I this just looks like a rainbow, uh, a, a a rainbow <laughs> lion bear with boobs and a dildo and a fake ass. What about what about this one? Oh yeah, that's good. You feeling like you want to read books? <laughs> And now he's now he's presenting outside. But, but I like this one here because this guy is obviously dressed up as a strawberry, <laughs> and he's telling the uh, rainbow furred monkey. Are they Australian strawberries? Uh, no, this is in the UK, I think. Yeah, oh, London. look, no, 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 but the. Uh, the dildo's okay if it's an Australian dildo. You know, the woman at the... Oh, that's the, um, true. That's right. The, don't want any imports. The woman imports. at the supermarket. Don't want, don't want any imports there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but can you imagine, like, you go, I'm going to I'm gonna take my kid. I'm going to do the right thing here. I'm going to take my kids, you know, uh, to the library, learn, pick up a book, reading and this, that. And then this guy comes up to you and your children and goes, hey, kids, read books. How quickly do you punch him in the face? <laughs> Pretty quickly. How quickly do you reckon? How quickly do you reckon police would be like, "All right, he's punched this guy in the face. Do we do we charge him? Nah, just let him go. Just let just, just think, give the guy that punched him in the face a warning." I think I think you would almost get away with it because this is how can this be more legal to go out in than not wearing a mask? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's greater. It's... How about this one here? Here's some, here's some more news. Here's some news, right? Shark advocates call for rebranding of violent attacks as interactions. <laughs> Marine experts suggest swapping the word "attack" with "negative encounter" or "incident." So what? It's, Marine it's like when we're on, in advoc- it's like when we're on the train and it stops, and it's yeah. like, "I'm sorry, this train is delayed because there's been an incident." And we're like, "We all know what the incident is." Yeah, we killed someone. It's all good. Yeah. Keep it running. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Uh, marine experts and advocates in Australia, so this is local, are urging the public to refrain from using the word attack in reference to sharks, declaring that, maj- the, that the majestic predatory fish has been unfairly stigmatized as a deliberate killer. Now, if I'm going to say anything, that is the biggest load of bullshit ever. Sharks are 100% predators and nothing but. They absolutely are deliberately killing things yeah but we do, but, but uh, in church so, we as humans can't consent to that well then you uh, know 
then it is an attack. <laughs> That's even more of an attack. It's definitely yeah. not an incident. Or an, oh yes, it is a negative encounter. Yes, when that man raped you, was it a negative encounter or an incident? No, it was a, it was an attack and a rape. It was sexual assault. That's what it was. I'm pretty sure. Look, we don't. I, I'm a I'm a person advocate, and I'm rebranding. You know, all violent attacks as negative encounters. Like, there's no way you could get away with it if it wasn't an animal. Well, really, this is a podcast incident. Really, it's not a podcast show. <laughs> it's it's more of a negative <laughs> it's a negative encounter more than anything else you know uh, i got one more article here woolies is releasing these new stickers for the uh upcoming uh who can uh, get covid the quickest olympic games yeah but they've decided that they're gonna make all these uh animals <laughs> that all have furry vibes these are the real uh, my share my screen am can you yeah. see the animals here okay these are the animal collectible stickers <laughs> that uh all right that so Woolworths we've got a, is releasing we've, right now we've got a lizard fairy we've got a are they dogs a couple of kangaroo kangaroo fairies over there uh yeah, yeah so there you go don't yeah. be surprised if the adults lining up to cop the latest freebie with your groceries Collectible stickers of animal spawning hero, uh, uh, Australian spawning heroes. Uh, didn't take long for Redditors to point out that mascots had a distinct fairy feel to them. I, for one, welcome our new fairy overlords. <laughs> so across the board, all these fairy fans are just like, fucking hey, we're in. Finally, one for the little guy. So oh. I'm glad that uh, the fairies are getting their masturbatory aids from uh, Woolworth sticker books. To celebrate our great Olympic Games. <laughs> I would also would like thought. to welcome our fairy overlords. And I look forward to seeing what Coles produces in the next couple of days leading up to Tokyo <laughs> Olympics. The, oh, can I, is it? I think uh, the Batuta Advocate said it best. Just give us the 100 metre dash and just cancel the rest. <laughs> Does anyone care about any other event? <laughs> Oh, like, no, I'm not no, going to no, watch no. the Olympic Games soccer. I'm... Church, there's there's like swimming? the shooting. Yeah, swimming's fun. There's the there's the <laughs> shooting. There's the what else are the? Games? Oh, you're going to watch um, the BMXing and skateboarding. Um. Oh, the kayaking. The kayaking's fun to watch. The kayaking. Uh, I think I've I actually prefer the show before. I prefer the Winter but, Olympics. Uh, in in not. In the 1900s was the only time that they ever had pigeon racing as an Olympic sport. And then they stopped it. And I think it was to stop uh, pigeons winning Olympic gold medals. <laughs> uh, look, there's going to be some very... Um, uh, well, I typed in Tokyo Olympic Games thinking, like, what games do they play? Sports. What sports do they do? That would be a better search term. Um, <laughs> and now I've just got shopping. This is not coming to. This is not coming <laughs> <well>. <laughs> I don't want to do shopping. Ah, uh, there's surfing, sport climbing, yeah, karate, table tennis, okay. 
archery. There we go. We got three on three. I'm just having a look here. Uh, three on three basketball. It's not even. So they've got three on three basketball and regular basketball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, archery. There's golf. I've always thought that golf was a weird one to have in the Olympics. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, isn't there like already handball? Handball's been in the Olympics for ages. Oh wow! There's karate like and actually... judo. And taekwondo. I mean, handball's ha- handball's the only one that I think I could actually like make it. Uh, well, Commonwealth game you has do what that, uh, It's true. She do what that guy did that tr- transitioned over to be a woman and join the women's handball team. You'd be the tallest one. <laughs> Am I not allowed to I'll say be, that? I'll be I'll be interviewed. That's what, true. You know, what are you doing? I'm like, I want to get a gold medal. This is the only way I can do it. <laughs> oh. Oh, never again. Well, I've got nothing else. Oh, that's enough for me as well. Uh, it's good to be good to be doing a show. Sadly, we have to do it uh, virtually, but we'll. Ne- we'll I'm sure. Week, I'm we sure mo- we'll be we mo- out of this lockdown. We'll see how we go. And for all your wanking needs, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone and send it to us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, so good to speak to you again for the show. Can't wait to see you in person, Turch. I can't wait either, buddy. And we'll see you next Thursday. Come on, man. Motherfuckers, guys. Come on. Give me the five-star rating, baby. Give me the five-star. That's all I want, baby. That's all I want. I'll fuck all the beautiful girls in the goddamn world. They'll fuck a ten-star. I just want five. Five, baby. Just five.